Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host for today, Colin Brown, and I'm joined by Bob D. Hello. And Dan Slavodian. Hello. So, over the past weekend, Dan and Bob both went to the Ray of Hope tournament in Harlequins in Preston. Uh, so we're going to chat today a bit about how they got on. Dan, can you just go over what list you brought and how you got on during the day? Yeah, absolutely. So despite our Friday podcast about the try-hard scum list I was going to take, I ended up having my head turned by the Phantoms, like in every tournament I ever go to. So I flew Whisper, standard loadout, Echo with Collision Detector and Duke, and uh, Lieutenant Sai with the title and Krennic with the added bonus of them all being girls. So they fit the theme for the event quite nicely. I think I said to you before, but it's now more surprising if you don't change your mind at the last minute and take Whisper than if you do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is, there's definitely a pattern developing, yeah. Bob, do you want to go over your list? Yeah, my list was also a triple female list. I was playing Nora in her Y-Wing with Trick Shots and... An Iron Cannon and Veteran Turret Gunner, and also with Mag Villaro, who was a disaster for reasons that, that I'll explain. And also with Hera in the Ghost with a Veteran Turret Gunner and also an Iron Cannon. Yeah, Magva was a big problem because of the, the majesty of the reroll bucket. The reroll bucket was ace. You could pay 50p whenever you roll dice to reroll them, but made debris a lot less damaging than it might have been. With with debris, it was about one eighth of dam as damaging as it might have been. And in my first game, which was with Simon Fuller Love, I think between us we spent about fifteen quid on rerolls because every time we got suboptimal dice, and by suboptimal I mean slightly below average, we were paying fifty p to reroll. So anything that happened, we were throwing money at the rerolls, and I really enjoyed that because it, it evened out the dice variance massively. And raised a lot of money for brain tumor research, which is also a thing I think is good. So I really like the reroll bucket. But with Magva, it was a bit of a disaster because if you rolled two hits and you thought, well, that's okay, I'll take two hits out of three, I'm not rerolling those. If you were shooting at something that was near Magva, you'd say, well, I can't reroll all three, I'll just reroll one. So I'll pay 50p for that. The third <laughs> hit was going through. It was, it was a complete train wreck, was Magva. But she was a lot of fun running her alongside the Ghost and, and, and the Y-Wing. But it did not go well with the format. So my first game with Simon was um, Venny with Lulo and the other A-Wing that everyone always plays. And I decided to put the Ghost in the Corridor of Death, which was a bad decision. And Venny put a lot of damage into the Ghost. I did get to kill Venny, but the, the two A-Wings were not going to struggle against a Y-Wing and a U-Wing. So that was a bit of a disaster in game one. Okay. Dan, do you want to just give us a bit of a breakdown of how your games went, what you thought the strengths and weaknesses of your list were? Yeah, absolutely. So my first game was against Matt Hill. He was flying Rack Whisper with lots of toys on Rack. We both got a number of unfortunate crits on our ships. So I got a damage sensor array on Lieutenant Sai, which turned off all of her coordinating jankiness. And he got the crit where you have to only do a straight manoeuvre, otherwise you take damage onto Rack. So that meant that I managed to block him for a few turns, and by the time he got around to fixing it, he was uh, heading straight off the board. So took down his, his uh, Whisper with an opportunistic shot, 
and then Rack really was, like I say, was was uh, on his way out. So, yeah, it was a really good game, though. It was very close. It was very swingy. My phantoms were looking scared a few times, but just managed to eke out a win in that one. Game two was against Paul from Just Play. He was running three Y-Wings and a Hawk, all with various flavors of munitions on them which was totally terrifying for my puny little phantoms who really can't take the hit of a a proton torpedo. So we were both very cagey. There was a lot of arc dodging going on on both sides, sometimes accidental. But yeah, we didn't end up firing a lot of shots. And by the end of the game, struggling to remember, but I think Psy had died and so had maybe two Y-wings or something like that. And I ended up winning 95 to 93. So really, oh. yeah, <laughs> really, really close. Well, um, I saw the last couple of turns of that that game and I could see that both of you were doing the mental maths to try and work out, do I actually want to start and engage at the end of the game? And do I want to yeah. take that risky shot? And how do I how do I whittle down something to get another couple of points out of it? Yeah, I had a, a quite a lucky last roll where Echo had to choose between an obstructed shot on a two-health Y-wing, but through a rock, or an unobstructed shot to do half points on a different Y-wing, but that Y-wing had a focus. So I went for the uh, obstructed shot and just about managed to kill off the Y-wing with a lucky roll to win the game by two points, like I say. So that was that was pretty good. Game three, then, was against uh, the world champion, Simeon who absolutely kicked my bum all up and down the uh, the table. Uh, he thoroughly outflew me with a really interesting list. It was two gunboats, uh, just a generic PS2 one with an ion cannon, and then Major Vinda with uh, Intimidation and a tractor beam. Both had Ooh. the title as well. And then Whisper with Duke and Afterburners, and Soontir with Predator. Um, What's Vinda's thing? Does that work with Intimidation? So Vinder's thing is that when he has a disarm token, so when he slams, he rolls an extra evade dice. So I chatted to Sim about it afterwards, and he said the idea is that with Vinder being initiative four, you quite often have seen where several of your opponent's ships are going. So you get an idea of their overall movement, and it makes his slam into a block um, you know, much more powerful. So yeah, it was really, really difficult list to fly against because those gunboats can really move when they want to like i was faffing about with my opening at the start and before i knew it there were two gunboats breathing down my neck and i just couldn't deal with them so yeah really well flown by sim he did a a brilliant job of kicking my ass it's good against phantoms as well i can see because Mm -hmm. once even though you get to decloak which ordinarily if you're trying to block you're playing a bit of a guessing game of which way they're going to go he gets to just see where you've decloaked and then guess so yeah absolutely the the theme of the day really for my list was that the phantoms they like three ship lists or fewer because they can deal with that and quite often dodge you know arcs to only take maybe one shot or even none Uh, but any more ships than that are really a problem because you just you really just can't take that much fire you're really dependent on arc dodging the fact that you you need to keep your evade to cloak like so really you have focus evade for defense but you don't really because an uncloaked echo for example is a really sad echo (laughs) the 
problem of multiple guns became even more apparent in the next game, where I went from the son to the father and played George Delapina. And he was flying five A-wings, RZ2 A-wings, I should say. And it was the four named ones and then a PS1 rookie pilot. Blue um, Squadron recruit, thank you very much. I'm very interested to hear about this, actually. <laughs> I love my A-wings. Yeah, so every single one of them had trick shot. I remember that the PS3 one had Intimidation, the PS4 one had Crackshot, and I can't remember the other EPT on the on the two five, something like Predator or something like that. It was a lot of ships, a lot of guns. Uh, I made a couple of mistakes in the game. I blocked myself with Sai pretty stupidly, so that turned off all her shenanigans in the opening engagement. And then later on, I failed a decloak with Whisper by just a hair, by just a millimeter. It was so close, but that kept Whisper out of the fight for a couple of turns. And obviously, you can't make those sorts of mistakes against Rasta. So um, he won that one. I think I got two and a half of the A-Wings. But yeah, it was, a, it was a really fun game. Really enjoyed playing him. Well, that sounds better than the disaster I was having. My second game was against Jess, who was running Double Bomber. She had uh, Venny and Finch with all the toys on both of them. And having flown against Simon in game one with Venny, I knew to stay away from the, the corridor of death that came out the front of Venny with, with two shots and a, and a bomb. So I was able to fly down the, the flank of the board, force her to turn in and then rush the bomb, which had limited impact, and then take out Venny pretty fast with the multiple shots from the Y-Wing and Hera. Finch, who was easy pickings, actually, because Ray was sat on Venny uh, with all the defensive mods, so she was much easier to kill. So that was a, a relatively straightforward game, and, and I don't score many 200 nils, but hooray for me, I got that one. But I went on to face Echo and Seventh Sister and Riad, yeah. And with that one, I took out the Seventh Sister and Echo really pretty fast. They weren't posing many challenges. But that left Riyadh on nearly full health. No, actually on full health against the Ghost, who had shipped a lot of hits, together with Magbariaro and, and the Y-Wing. And the Defender just ran around killing stuff. It just didn't feel like an even match at that stage. If I'd been smarter, maybe I would have focused fire on, on Riyadh in the early game. But Riyadh had been taken out as a decoy, and I thought, well, actually, I'm, I'm quite scared of the Phantom. I'm not too thrilled about being shot by the Tire Advanced, so I will have a crack at, at taking those two out. One incident where I flew over a rock by an absolute micrometer, which, which cost me a, a decent shot on the Seventh Sister that, that slowed me down quite a bit. But I lost that game on what felt like an absolute hair's breadth of bad luck with landing on the rock. But then inevitably went on in my fourth game to play teammate, James Bailey. He was running a TIE Swarm with Marrick Steel and uh, an Imperial Shuttle. And I learned some things about Mini Swarms and the Ghost in that game, which is that the value of Ghost is in staying alive. It's got a big gun, but the big gun is no good if it's dead. And if anyone's shooting at it, it's going to hurt. And if a lot of ships are shooting at it, it's really going to hurt. So I failed to get out of dodge when he launched at my, my ghost. And, and that was that game, really. My last game with them was against Lou Witham, who obviously was had co-organised and was co-running the event. So that was a really nice way to finish the day. 
if I if I'm being honest, I'd uh, mentally checked out a little bit by then. But me and Lou still had a really fun game. We almost decided to go for a joust as he had Whisper and Soonte and Sai as well. We we decided we couldn't couldn't quite bring ourselves to do it. And we just had a had a bit of a laugh, made some risky maneuvers, and uh, it was a good fun game. But uh, I think Lewis pretty much tabled me by the end. I managed to get Sai off him, but that was about it. But a really, really nice way to finish the day. Well, at least you didn't uh, manage to 4K your ghost off the board like some of us did. That is true. Um, I, w- I was playing uh, young Toby, and it was it was a really nice event actually. Not not only did we raise quite a lot of money for brain tumor research, which is a massive cause, and if you want to contribute anything to brain tumor research, get behind Jess Rushworth. She's running the London Marathon very soon. Consider making a contribution. It is a massive, massive cause. Brain tumors are pretty devastating, pretty horrible, and yeah, make a difference. Going back to the fifth game, I was facing a, a Thai Academy swarm, which you don't see a lot of, with a bit of upgrade for Aiden and Hal Runner. It was young Toby. It was a great room, three or four female players and, and a lot of junior players. And he pointed nastily at my ghost. And that made me run away in the entirely wrong direction to take my ghost off the board, which meant an early finish for myself and Dan, which was, was kind of nice because it was a, a tiring day. So after the Swiss, there was a top cut to a top ace. Is that right? Yeah, it was. I was a little bit surprised at a charity event and decided to go with a cut. I know that there were there were some guys there who, who maybe it was their, their first ever time in knockout stages. Young Paul Watley got through after going 5-0 and through the day with, with his ghost. So he obviously knows what he is doing with that, whereas I clearly don't. And also both Delapinas, I think, made the cut, Rasta and Sim. But ultimately, it was taken by Twiggy from Just Playing Liverpool, who was running triple X-Wings. Very predictable build, really, but you need to fly him. Yeah, Twiggy's a good player. It's no surprise to see him putting in a good showing. Okay, so... That's kind of a rundown of the day. A final point for me to, or question for me rather, to finish up. Is there anything that the format has taught you that you can take away to your more standard games? For example, Bobby mentioned Seventh Sister, which isn't a pilot you see very often in extended, do you think? I think actually what, what I took from it was that agenda restriction on pilots is not a big deal in X-Wing. That's actually quite heartening. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty cool to say, right, okay, every list has to have a female pilot in it. But then you look at Star Wars and there's loads of great female pilots to choose from, whether you go with Ray or you go with Howlrunner or you go with Drea. List-wise, there was more than enough to choose from. If it had been a hyperspace, you must take a female pilot. I think we would have seen a lot more TIE Swarms with Howlrunner in, but happily it wasn't. So uh, you could go all over the place. There were I saw double Lancers with a sergeant i saw a bit of ray uh, i saw quite a lot of nora wexley here and there and it was it was pretty cool the way that the players took on board the format and no one was taking it too seriously it was it was genuinely a fun tournament and the aim of the day was very much to to raise some money for the charity which was pretty cool dan do you have any takeaways do you think you could fly your list at a say the system open and do well or anything like uh, that uh, no, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I think I think much as Echo is one of my favourite pilots in the game, she's just not very good. 
I'm afraid. I think, you know, in the right hands, you can do some crazy things and be in some very unexpected places. But the the change from um, having a crew slot to a gunner slot has has really hurt the Phantom. In in that, you can really now only fly one ace or several generics because you really do need that force point to, to stay alive. And there's only the one force gunner. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, Echo is, uh, is dead now, I'm afraid, I think. Oh. Just leave Whisper behind and just take Echo. Well, I mean, <laughs> okay, yeah. Whisper's really good. So. <laughs> Fair. Okay, yeah. that'll be all for this episode. In the rest of the week, we'll be talking a bit about the results from the Toronto System Open and a bit of the prep going on amongst the team for the Harlequin's Hyperspace Trial. We'll be back to Preston next weekend. So, but for today, that is goodbye from Dan. Goodbye. Goodbye from Bob. Cheers. And goodbye from me. Thanks for listening, everybody. I don't know where you get your delusions, laser brain. <laughs>